So we've got a pretty cool subject today. We're going to talk about my current state of Calvinism. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Your it. current state of Calvinism. I love that Calvinism. completely. So it's your current state. Just to give a, a quick breakdown, I came from a Calvinist church. I was actually two Calvinist churches, and both of them... After I, I was all about it when I was there, and both of them, though, would take and just constantly bash other local churches. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even know these churches existed. Yeah. It'd uh-huh. just be like, middle of sermon, they'd be like, such and such church down the street here, they were saying this. That's that's wrong. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, oh, I get them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And now I look back and I'm like... You know, that doesn't really help. That wasn't yeah, really yeah. helpful. You know, maybe yeah. coming alongside the leaders there and being like, hey, yeah, you know, we kind of feel like this wasn't conductive. This wasn't very productive. It yeah. wasn't good for the gospel. This isn't how Jesus would act. And maybe they would go back to their people and be like, hey, you know, uh, we did this last week, guys, mm-hmm. and, and that, that was wrong. We should yeah. have done that. Yeah. You know, or You're maybe, basically like, why are you telling me this? But yeah. also, back to a conversation you and I had uh, about the tank— you were oh, like, the tank, yes. You were yes, like, yes. no, no, take it a step further. Just, yes, there was a tank there. There <laughs> was right. a tank there. They had a tank. And <laughs> it was stuff like that most of the time. Yeah, so like looking yeah. back, I'm like, these things didn't even matter, you know? And I'm like, why Like, why were we spending so much time on that? Yeah. And so the mentality always seemed to be, we're better than them. Mm-hmm. We do it the right way. They do it the wrong way. And mm-hmm. if you weren't a part of their little organization, you were wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I guess I just, my wife and I both are in the same boat here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're both yeah. like, this is, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it you sucks. Yeah. And so I, you know, just, I think we've had the conversation before, you know, if we're, cause it's always the battle between Calvinism and Arminianism. Okay. And the basic premise is Calvinism says you do nothing. And there's other things to it too, but the mm-hmm. basic premise is that the real big one is Calvinism says you do nothing. God does it all. That's how you're saved. Mm-hmm. Arminianism says God reaches down and you have to reach up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sure. One of those is wrong because they can't both be right. Mm-hmm. Could they? Mm-hmm. Can they both be right? Well, I think you've heard me talk about it before where, um, like, not that I have like this. I, not that I solve it, but it's. I think we have talked about it before. A where little it's bit. Basically, I'm sure like, we have, yeah. um, you We have to understand that choice, choosing God, doesn't save you. It's faith. Faith <laughs> saves you, and choice yeah. and faith are not necessarily the same thing. So, the so the really the question is, can you choose God? and actually not believe uh him and um and so and that's really i think that's the important question here because choice doesn't save you that's faith a, saves you can we can we just so we probably that? need to stop back let's restate that because yeah. you said you can't faith is what saves you and you can't choose god without having faith is that what is that what well you no that, the question is can you choose god and, with, not, have and not have faith because then you wouldn't be saved uh well again choice doesn't so choice doesn't save so right so i think there's a lot of situations where a lot of people will 
come into the church, particularly, because they've chosen to follow Jesus, but yet maybe have not yet put their trust in him. Now, I think that's very possible. Like, you can choose to say, like, okay, I'm going to follow Jesus. I want to try this out. It's like you can choose to follow, um, you know, a dem- Democrat uh, or a Republican. You can choose to follow Buddha. You could choose to follow, you know, Confucius. You can choose to follow sort of any teacher, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people maybe even will hear something like, if you choose to follow Jesus, you'll go to heaven, Right? You're like, okay, well, I'm choosing to follow Jesus then. But they actually, there's really no content yet of faith, right? Any faith that would save. Now, it's it's actually a good thing that they're choosing to follow Jesus. But, but again, choosing doesn't save anybody. Faith is what saves somebody. And for someone to count a choice to follow Jesus as a... Um, as, some, as a faith that saves is actually probably not exactly true. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, me included, know somebody who, you know, for whatever reason, have chosen to uh, investigate and even maybe put it to the, like, put it to the test to follow the things that Jesus says, but yet have not, would have no understanding yet of needing to believe that he raised from the dead, Mm -hmm. that they need to really give their allegiance to uh, to him as an alive person, right? I mean, a lot of people just don't even understand that when they, quote-unquote, choose to follow Jesus. And that would be... Now, it's it's great that they're they're intrigued enough by Jesus to follow him. But the faith that saves is one that believes that God raised him from the dead and that speaks his, their, his, their allegiance to him as Lord, as the risen, alive Lord, you know. So it makes me think of, uh, you know, that that guy or guys, I don't know what they were called, in Acts where, you know, he's trying to, you know, expel this demon and he's like, ah, in the name of Jesus of yes. Nazareth and yes. Paul. And, and my Paul. The demon's yeah. like, I know Jesus and I've heard of Paul, but who are you? I you know, know you. he's kind of like when he's in that like realm where you're talking about where mm-hmm. he's like, I'm going to decide to uh, follow Jesus so that I can gain something, really, is what mm-hmm. he's doing. So mm-hmm. that's basically, I mean, not all yeah. premises that way, but that's basically sure. a breakdown, like in the scriptures yeah. we're talking about. That's what it sounds like anyways, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean there's I, I listen to a lot of people that, that are now, quote-unquote, deconstructing their faith, and they talk about choosing to follow Jesus at one point, but now they're not following Jesus. You know, they're no longer Christians. They're kind of maybe even even evangelistically bashing Christians and don't want people or people to be Christians. And I hear that, and I kind of just think, oh, like, there's really no problem here. Like, it's just like, at a, for a time, they were choosing to, follow, to follow the church they were part of, the teachings that were part of there. That's what they learned as Christianity. Um, so you don't really hear a lot of content there of, of that, like, hey, at one point, I believe Jesus rose from the dead, and now there is a point I do not believe that anymore. Like you don't, you just really, honestly, just don't hear that. Yeah, um, you hear a lot about the church hurting them, or you're more the church doing something terrible, and and that's true. Churches do terrible things. It's not that you know. So, but again, you have to under, we have to understand that it is faith that saves. It's not choice. Now, certainly, you're not going to probably 
ultimately choose to give your allegiance to Jesus Mm -hmm. if you don't trust him and believe in him, right? If you don't believe. But like we also would say, it's not, you're you're not choosing because uh, you're not choosing and then you get faith, right? You're, you've got faith and then you're choosing, especially on the allegiance part. But the question is really, do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? Do you believe he's still alive? You know, yeah, and that you should this really give your things. allegiance to him, yeah, as Lord. And and you know, this all kind of stems from you know going back to the beginning here, where there was all this constant talk about other local churches, and instead of focusing on, I mean, on the flock that the the pastor or the elders have in front of them, their main focus is on how do we prevent people from going to these other places that we don't agree with. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems it seems uh, dishonest in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, we're it, like I said back to the, we do it right. We got it all down mm-hmm. perfect. That's what it yeah. breaks down to. And I was listening to another podcast. I was telling you before we got started, and the way that they actually broke this down because uh, the one guy was an author, uh, and people were like, hey, how come you didn't call this person out in your book? You know, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned what he did, but you didn't name him by name. And he's like, nobody knows who they are. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in a unique position where I can talk to them. I know them personally. Mm-hmm. That's how I know these things. I'm not going to call them out by name mm-hmm. when nobody's ever heard of them. But then he does name other people by name that everyone has heard of. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, like Joel Osteen, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things he says that make you scratch your head mm-hmm. and go, wait, yeah. what? But everyone hears what he says, mm-hmm. and so when that's out there there's kind of an obligation for, you know, a pastor to say, Hey, no, that's wrong. Mm -hmm. I know you heard that. I know you read that, but that's incorrect. That's not going to, uh, you know, lead you down a path Mm -hmm. to uh, life. It's going to lead to death. Right. But at the same time, there has to be that, uh, you know, for the smaller names, the local ones interaction with them. So these people are right down the street there's nothing stopping the, you know, these, I'm going to call them Calvinist pastors because that's what we're talking about. The Calvinist mm-hmm. pastor from going down the street and speaking with them. Mm-hmm. And from my experience, they refuse to do so. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, you know, okay, you're too good to go down there and talk to them. And they'll always use something ridiculous. Like, oh, the Bible says, you know, anyone that bears the name of brother, but yet does this not to, you not, not even to eat with such a one. It d- doesn't tell you to go down there, not to go down there yeah. and call them out. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, when I left yeah. my last, when we left our last church, actually, um, met up with the, the elders at a restaurant mm-hmm. and I, I didn't order anything mm. because quite frankly, I, the Bible says not to eat with such a one. And that's how I felt. Wow. And I, I still, I still don't think I was wrong for that, but I didn't refuse to meet with them. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't sit down and eat with them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, so well, there's a few things that, dude, I, and this is always like really, really, especially like when you kind of come into a situation where you're essentially interacting with anyone, whether they're Christian, non-Christian, where they have put rightness up against an over relationship, right? So they essentially have become judges. Mm-hmm. And now... Particularly, you know, everywhere we go, there's always a problem of fundamentalism. Now, in America, uh, 
Fundamentalism was formally had two things. It was you had the tenets of the faith that you stuck to, right? The fundamentals, right? The Bible is the word of God, it, you know, um, the necessity of salvation, you know, Jesus is um, God, all that stuff. But then you also had, so, and then if you differed on any of those fundamentals, then we're just like, we're separating because you're really not a part of the Christian faith anymore because these are sort right. of the funda- basics. These are the fundamentals you have to sort of agree on to say you're a Christian or whatever. And, uh, but then fundamentalism as a movement also became a, you had second, you, you had secondary separation and secondary separation was these things where, uh, they weren't, uh, fundamental to the Christian faith, but they were fundamental to whatever that church was that you needed to agree on. And if you didn't agree on that, then we're going to separate from you too, even if you say you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. So, and fun, and that's where fundamentalism, and you can have all kinds of stripe about secondary separation because it can be about dress, it can be about mm-hmm. dancing, it can be about, you know, it can be about alcohol. You know, in the early 20th century, it was about those things that tended to be more like licentious things, right? Um, but it now can be, it can be about anything. It can be about Calvinism and Arminianism, right? So, um, and so, but what's important in fundamentalism is being right and not being able to distinguish between primary issues and secondary issues. Now, uh, these are these are very important. There are times when you need to say, "Hey, you're not uh, living according to the truths of the gospel." I mean, Paul did that with Peter. Right, like right. so, and he rebuked Peter because he was uh, separating himself. See, separating himself from yeah. the non-Jewish Christians, right? And uh, and so Paul called him out on it, and um, and so a lot of the times, like a lot of times, you're not necessarily. And I don't want to poo-poo the fact that you're dealing with Calvinism and Arminianism, but oftentimes you're actually dealing with what what would be more like a fundamentalism, where it's like you have a secondary issue that becomes primary for somebody, and then they're going to die on that hill, and then they're going to denigrate and separate from people who disagree. So a church down the street that disagrees with that, or preaches against it, or whatever it is, like then they feel compelled to really speak against them. Um, and that's more, that's more of a pre Jesus Galatian air, right. Is to take, we've talked about that before. Yes. Yeah. So to take these secondary issues, make them, uh, make them issues of whether you're going to separate, come together, whatever it might be. Um, and, or, and, or judge. Right. And so as a junior varsity, varsity Christian, right. So, um, so not to poo-poo the Calvinism, Arminianism thing, but people feel those things very strongly, right? Um, both sides feel those ways very strongly, usually. And so, and if you have some sort of that, not a great understanding of the gospel and how that works out, and you're going to tip toward being more of a fundamentalist, um, and you're uh, then that 
Arminianism or Calvinism is going to come under that sort of that spirit and uh, cause a lot of trouble. So you would agree then that uh, Calvinists and Arminius should be able to worship together? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a secondary issue. Yeah. I mean, I like, uh, so, um, you know, whatever you or believe about how Calvinists you there, don't have to be either of those. Right, or right, you don't have to be either one. Yeah. How, how God saves people it can be a subject of disagreement uh, within of Christians. And so, but if also, but it's also a conscience issue. There are some people who feel it so strongly that for them to be in the presence of anybody who believes the opposite is just, it's just too much for them. Mm-hmm. And so actually I'll, I'll be honest with you. We, we ended up having to leave uh, a place very early on in our ministry over this very issue um, because uh, we just knew that we were not welcome Mm -hmm. because we believe that um, God uh, predestined people from the foundation of the world. And uh, we just knew that we were really, really not welcome. They really thought that we we're believing something incredibly evil. So, I mean, to that, I guess what I keep on going back to what is, um, there was these two guys on crosses with Jesus mm-hmm. and, uh, Jesus tells one of them, truly, truly, I say to you, you today, you will be with me in paradise. Mm-hmm. How quickly do you think that guy was able to formulate his uh, extremely complicated theological understanding of the differences between Calvinism and Arminianism? You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. These are created after, after Christ died and rose again, after he ascended into mm-hmm. heaven, mm-hmm. and people were saved. I mean, that, that man was saved that day. I mean, yep. Jesus told him he was saved. Okay, so let's even take another step back. Jesus told him he was saved before Jesus even died. Mm-hmm. So that has to mean that the atoning work of the cross is subjective both after and before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, because that man was saved before Jesus died. Jesus says so. Right. So, I mean, you can't really even put a theological term out there, like like what you're talking about, like with, you know, like the fundamentalist thing. To do so is that's that's wrong. I mean, even yeah, so, yeah. I mean, if you're going to make a belief in sort of how God saves that aligns to Calvinism or Arminianism as a necessary thing mm-hmm. for salvation, my goodness, you're you are not any longer. You are you are fully in the Galatian air, and are no and are no longer. Uh, you are preaching another gospel, and so you need to be fully aware that, or some, and someone would certainly need to rebuke that um, and show you the error of your ways because you're not bringing people to Jesus so whatsoever. With, uh, with Arminianism, uh, you know, we talked about it's the God reaches down and you got to reach up, you know, mm-hmm. like, kind of like you know grabbing God's hand as mm-hmm. He reaches down for you, which is to me is a little crazy. Uh, but if someone believes that, is there is there while you would disagree with it, is there anything in there that says they can't be saved believing that? 
No. So here was my argument. Here was my argument because I kind of feel like this way because you're like, let's say you're Arminius and you're like, God reached down to me and I took his hand and he saved me. Jesus' atoning work on the cross saved me. Okay. So then you die. You get up there to heaven. I just feel like Jesus is going to be like, yeah, that wasn't entirely correct. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, come on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like we don't, we can't possibly have everything theologically down. You know, even you can find plenty in the scriptures that would say that we're not capable. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think God was like, hey, don't worry, Job, you'll get it one day. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) He was like, he was like, he was like, you ain't got it. You're never going to get it. Yeah. You know, and so I just don't see how, I'm not seeing how that could be the detrimental thing. I mean, yeah, I, I can't, I, I can't imagine why that. It really is scary situation in either side of it, where you would make how God saves people be detrimental uh, be, to the faith. Yeah, be the thing that you have to, you have to believe it rightly in order to be saved. That's, I mean, that's that's terrible. Well, I could, you could, like way. you said, it could go either way. Because I go mean, either way. Arminius could be right, yeah. and the other Calvinists could be going to hell. So, I mean, I think what's make it so hard. I mean, again, it's like, um, yeah, and certainly, certainly, that's the, um, you know, no, no Arminian is going to say um, they saved themselves. They're going to say Jesus saved me. I had to receive it, which is true. And and I just want to mm-hmm. feel like I need to point this out before the 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 Calvinist turns off their headphones here. Uh, I understand that there's things in the scriptures that because I I agree with more on the Calvinist side. Mm-hmm. I'm I fall in the same camp as you do. Yeah, but I don't fall in the fundamentalist camp like what you're talking about. Yeah, that you know we're not supposed to fall into, and so. And I, that's like, and that's really it, probably more what we're talking there's about. Things in scripture, yeah. sure, that I, I totally agree points more towards the Calvinist way. But if somebody is, you know, leaning more Arminian, that doesn't make them, uh, you know, unsaved. It doesn't make them a, a false prophet or a evil or a no. fake Christian or anything like that. You, you know, can just they literally can just be wrong. Yeah, and that's where I think it's it is very very hard for the the human nature, especially the flesh, right? Um, the really has a hard problem with people being wrong. Mm-hmm. Usually, the flesh wants to take something wrong and understand what are the consequences for you being wrong, and it just can't. And um, and you know, but you know, love is the thing that has to be the thing that supersedes. You know, because love keeps no record of wrongs. You know, we're not like, we're not saying, um, I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at it. But yeah, if you're an Arminian, if you're an Arminian who says, I save myself, you're no longer an Arminian. Yeah, I was going to say. You're just not. Yeah. You're, you're, you're actually completely, uh, you're not there. Uh, and a Calvinist that would, you know, would say that there is absolutely nothing that you do to respond to the work of God is also, you're not really a Calvinist anymore than either, right? Because, you know, you do, you have to receive Jesus, right? There has to be a time where you 
confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead. Like you have to believe you have to, there's a, you know, there's something that you do, you know, it's not a work, right? It's faith. And it's actually you doing it, right? Like you, mm-hmm. in your experience, you're doing it. Right. Um, right. So, and then, but, but of course all of this is just looking behind the curtain and asking the question, why am I doing that? Right. And so, um, and that's the answer to that question, but man, yeah, if you like make that about, if you make that a primary issue about something that you must believe, then bro, you're like, you're outside of Christianity at that point, you're outside of the gospel completely. That's scary. But fundamentalism is, that's why, that's the danger of fundamentalism is, uh, it, it, it'll just do that. It'll just, it'll just say, I have to separate from you, uh, because you, uh, have this secondary belief that I just cannot accept, you know, about you. And, um, and Arminianism countenance is a big one simply just because, uh, people feel it so strongly. Like at the church I was at, like they just literally could not see anybody who believed uh, in the Calvinist formulation of salvation as anything more than truly like an evil person. So, and a lot there's a lot, and a lot there's a lot of people I know that believe in free will that believe that way, <laughs> and you just have to be like, okay, we're not going to be friends you know it's just like this is not going to happen but i'm also not going to be like uh you know on the opposite side would be terrible to think the other way i mean one of my heroes is a free big free will guy was c.s lewis you know so but c.s lewis wouldn't even have said necessarily that he made a choice uh he you know he called he called himself the most unlikely convert he believed, he believed, he discovered that he believed that Jesus rose from the dead. He, he knew it. He, like, he knew it, that he knew it, knew it, knew it. And so, and he was like, oh my gosh, I'm a Christian. <laughs> and he just, you know, and, he, and of course, you know, like he believed it and he was saved and God had him, you know. But of course, now he's a, he was a big proponent of of free will and choice and all of that. And, uh, and I think, I think he's mistaken about that, but certainly, um, my goodness, like for me to like throw anything out, he, what he says, because we disagree on something like that is so silly. He had, Sinislaus had the, had a, a phenomenal gift of explaining things and even putting things into like a story form, kind of like like parable type, mm-hmm. you know, an absolutely phenomenal gift. And I remember when I started reading uh, Mere Christianity, uh, a friend of mine at the time, I was like, yeah, I started Mere Christianity, read chapter one last night. And uh, he said, good, now read it again. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, it was a pretty good chapter. And he's like, no, just seriously read it over yeah, yeah, and over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just, yeah. it is probably so the most right. impactful chapter of the entire book. Oh, and so hard, too. Uh, it is, but uh, man, that, that that man had a gift. Oh, know? my gosh, yeah. I've got like, well, I bought like one of those books that's just got like, it's got like five of his books in it, and then mm-hmm. like, two more on the shelf, and I haven't read all of them. Yeah. To say, yeah. But, you know, yeah. Uh, you don't have to read C.S. Lewis around here to be saved. So that's yeah. good, right? But yeah, it, phenomenal writing. I love that guy's writing. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it just kind of goes to show that, like, I mean, 
so fundamentalism, you know, over again against the gospel. I mean, that's like when you hear anybody who says, I've gone to church for a long time, but then I finally became a Christian. What mm-hmm. they're really saying is I got saved from being sort of a fundamentalist, right? Like mm-hmm. it was like, um, they, you know, any pastor that says, you know, that, I mean, John Wesley has the same story, right? He was like, he was, a, he was a pastor. And, you know, he basically, like, was like, I finally got saved. Well, why? Well, he was relying on his, you know, he really was relying on his good works. You know, he was relying on what he believed, what he did. Right. Um, And, you know, and then when somebody hears the full free gospel, man, it's awesome. You know, so. um, But, yeah, so it sounds like to me a little bit, you're like somebody sort of had more of that fundamentalist type approach towards the gospel period their thing a big thing of theirs was how god saves you know and so and then they had their kind of their lines you know their lines drawn so um and i i you know that doesn't mean you can't have a very strong opinion of that preach that strong opinion just don't I just don't think you really have to denigrate anybody who right yeah, yeah. I, who disagrees I feel like so. I'm, I'm I'm being saved from fundamentalism right now like that's what's yes. working or that's what's, that's what God's working in my life yeah, yeah. right now because that's what a lot of Christians have that same yeah. that same issue we're all we're all in a way saved, being saved this church from fundamentalism I mean the people that I used to go to church with and they 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 think that the church like this just just it just isn't right. There's no way. There's no way that there's that many Christians here. There's no way that people here are saved. And I'm like, well, if you talk to them, mm-hmm. you realize you're wrong. And, yeah. And they've, you know, I mean, I I don't know if I've told the story before. You know, we got the, the one guy here. I, I know we told the story. Uh, my wife and I did at our Bible study, and uh, you know, I was telling the joke from the Babylon Bee. So, you know, get the app. Great. You know, un- oh, yeah, <laughs> unpaid yeah, right. promotion, yes, yes. Uh, you know, great app. But, uh, you know, it's like the Arminius, the Arminius built a bridge that at the very end, you got to kind of give us some gas and ramp off and, and to get over it. You know, yeah, you yeah. got to make that decision to get over it. And then at the very end of the article, it's like the Calvinist built a bridge down the street, but it's not open to the public. <laughs> and uh, I just remember, you know, uh, I told that joke here at the church and one of the guys goes, what's it? What's an Arminius? <laughs> What's an Arminius? I was like, well, they're like the they're like the opposite of a Calvinist. What's a Calvinist? What and that? I was like, yeah. you know what? Exactly. That's yeah. that's exactly. Yeah. You're totally right. And he was like, okay. Yeah. And I was like, it's it's not even important. Yeah. You know, but uh, still a great joke. Yeah, that's such a great joke. joke. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what that's that's like what I'm like. That's what I feel like I need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I got the tank thing down. <laughs> there was a tank, is there? You know, I'm just trying to get they down. Had a the, tank. What's a Calvinist and what's yeah. an Arminius thing yeah. now? You know, trying to get that down. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it fundamentalism. I think you're right. You know, that's that's where all this what all this boils down to. There's mm-hmm. there's so many different fundamentalist ideas that are people make a requirement mm-hmm. for you to be a Christian, and then they'll totally ignore the other things. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean. You'll you'll have people who are you know in you know you know uh, very I don't know, call them unholy relationships you know where they're not married they're you know sleeping with their living mm-hmm. girlfriend boyfriend mm-hmm. whatever and we just totally skip over that we're just like oh yeah that's totally fine but whoa 
you think you reach up, mm-hmm. you can't come here anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait a minute, like, hold on a second. Shouldn't we be like helping the other hold people on, that bro. actually need it? Like, that's yeah. not the big deal here, yeah. you know? Uh, there's way more important things that we could be focusing on that would help the body and and help the people that are here. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, I think people really, really miss, I mean, that's the Galatian air, right? Is that basically, um, yeah, belief in Jesus foundational, but you, but you need to add obedience to it Mm -hmm. in order to stay justified and right with God. And, um, and so, and then now you can add, and the obedience can be from strictly from the Bible, right? Um, the 10 commandments or whatever it might be, but also, but usually we all add in our own cultural preferences that also you need to show obedience to. So James and I think he really makes a really, really important thing about this. He says, he says, the, when you break the law, you break the law in one area, you break the whole thing. Uh-huh. That's really, really devastating for any legalist mm-hmm. who's trying to show their fruit through obedience to other people, right? Like, I want you to see my fruit. I want you to know that I'm real. And like... And basically, but James goes on to say, he says, he says, the real problem is, is that you have now become a judge. And when you become a judge, you who do not do the law, you are in really big trouble with the Lord. Um, it's, it's just like, and I don't know what that trouble is, right? Because he doesn't tell us, but it's just like, you don't want to sit in the seat that only God sits in. Mm-hmm. Do like, and, but you can know that you're really have missed um, God's heart and intention for your life right now when you become a judge. And when you are constantly coming to conclusions about why people do the things they do in order to usually to find them guilty, right? Um, and to really build a case against them. If that's your, if that's how you do things, you can know that you know the gospel very little, um, because you certainly don't want anybody to do that to you. Uh, and and um, and that's why when Jesus says, "Do not judge," the measure you use will be measured to you. So the the way that we judge others is going to come right back to us, and we hate it, but we shouldn't be surprised that other when. That other people judge us when we uh, are judgmental, and so like when when we take in when we talk about this, you know, you got I'm going to bash on the Calvinists again. You know, the Calvinists are saying, you know, you can't believe in those Arminius beliefs, or you're not saved. Um, why do they? Why would someone take that stance? And not take the stance of someone who has some kind of idol problem, say, like whether it be a, an addiction or you know a love of money, something like that. Who's who's in the church? What makes it more important that they address to them that they address the Arminius problem as opposed to um, you know coming alongside their brothers and sisters in Christ who are on a path towards death? 
and and helping not helping them and instead going after this you know enforcing calvinist thing is it i guess the reason why i bring this up is it is that an is that an idol thing too is, are, are they idolizing calvinism do they also have this idol issue just like anyone else who is idolizing something else other than god that's a really good question i mean i um i i just think about all like i mean every every church i've ever been at i run into people who have problems and they need community support. They need mm-hmm. people, you know, it's sin problems, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times, primarily just because of the churches I've been at, it's usually like money problems. Mm-hmm. They, they have a, a spending issue or, or, you know, they don't want to work, something like that. And, uh, the focus all too often seems to be on, uh, get your theology right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. they don't need their theology right. They need some job training. They need to be taught how to write a resume. They need mm-hmm. to be taught how to do a budget. They need to be taught how to make sure their kids have food, mm-hmm. you know? And like, that's how we, we, that's how, that's how we, we help our brothers and sisters in Christ with whatever they're going through. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't kick them out. Would you, you know, like you wouldn't say that they're not saved. I mean, yeah. the Bible even says that, uh, you know, a man that doesn't, uh, you know, provide for his family is, uh, abandoned the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Mm. So why, why are we not focused on that aspect mm-hmm. as opposed to this like deep theological thing? And I guess I'll go right back to it. Do you think it's an idol thing? And that's a good question. Um, it's like basically like, I guess for me, like I see it sometimes as a function of, you know, okay. So if you have the belief, I see it more as a, like a stronghold or like a, like a unbelief, you know, more than necessarily an idol. Okay. Um, so it would be, so what really is core is that you need to add something to your faith in Jesus in order to be right with God and stay right with God. That's the core problem. And so, if it's Calvinism, Arminianism, or whatever, well, then what what's actually really happening is um, you have this fundamental like justification by works uh, mentality uh, or this you know this pre Jesus mm-hmm. belief system at its core, and you're not fully trusting in Christ. But for a lot of people, you know, they would point probably to learning about Calvinism coming through it and being like, that's really when my life transformed because God got so much bigger. He got, I, I just worshiped him more like that. It was a really transforming set of truths for me. And so since it often just transformed them, they think that it's going to transform everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and then of course the people who like fight against it are like, you're really fighting against people uh, and their transformed lives that can happen through truth, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, like I think that's, so there's a personal reason where a lot of people are just like, how can you block the personal transformation that God just has for people? If you really learn these truths, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't, I don't think, you know, you can certainly like love those things. Right. And, uh, but you know, honestly, you know, the, you want to, the, the personal transformation to come through the Holy Spirit and which is going to generate love, particularly love for people who disagree, right? 
And um, so, but you have to be, you sort of just have to be wise about it, right? Like it just is, um, but if you, but fundamentally what's a core stronghold is you've got to add something to your faith in Jesus in order to be right, be blessed with by God, whatever. Well, that's the main problem. And, and certainly, yeah, like works-based salvation in after you become a Christian, like you got to have a certain right. set of things you got to get right to be saved. Um, that, that is an idolatry for sure. Um, but it wouldn't it, like to get that granular about a certain Calvinism or Marminian might be too granular where the real, where the real, where the idol is still really you, yourself and your ability to, uh, which is actually incredibly ironic, right. For a Calvinist, right. Mm-hmm. Is to say like, right. Um, that, you know, <laughs> that they, they're saved because of their, uh, belief in, uh, Calvinism. So, and that, that really is, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody that would, that would say that who's a Calvinist, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. Um, and but it's, so it makes a good point though. I mean, if you're going to say that you're not saved because of your Arminius beliefs, you're basically saying that you are saved because of your Calvinist beliefs. I mean, the, the, though they would never say that outright, it, they, the two have to go hand in hand because what you're, what you're essentially saying there is if you don't have it right, you're not saved. Yeah, if they say that, that's way outside of Christianity. You yeah. don't have it right. But mm-hmm. but the, really the Calvinist stance should be, you're off. Don't worry about it, though. Jesus already has it figured out. <laughs> you know, that should really be the stance. Well, and it, and it's funny. It's like, it, it's one of those things, too, is you're like, hey, can we talk about this in a way that's like not going to make us not love each other? But there's like, you can just understand. I mean, I have a friend that was also like, if you... Um, you know, basically like if you got the, the COVID vaccine, then you were just like, yeah, it was, it wasn't so much that, but it was just like, okay, that's good. it was just like, it was all this like things that you were aligning yourself with that are against Christianity. Mm-hmm. And as he was like talking to me about it, I was just like, Hey, you know, like, I'm actually not even like worried about the specifics of the COVID vaccine. Just like, like can can people be wrong? Like, can they just be wrong? I mean, you, I know you don't want to be wrong about the Trinity. You don't want to be wrong about the Bible's the word of God. You don't want to be where you don't want to be wrong about Jesus is God. Jesus came in the flesh. You don't want to be, you, you don't want to be wrong about those things, but like, can people be wrong about, the COVID vaccine, even if I don't agree with you, whether you think it's wrong, can, can you, can people be wrong about it? Like, can you in your spirit, like basically say like, um, Hey, they can be wrong without it having like, um, eternal consequences about anything they're wrong about. Yeah. And And it's like, and if you don't think people can be wrong and without like, you know, so some of you asked me, like, I was on a TikTok live, can Roman Catholics be saved? And I was like, <laughs> a Roman Catholic can be saved the same way I'm saved. No, like, not if possible. So, so, it's just like, <laughs> but it's the same. But, you know, there are certainly Roman Catholics 
that would say, I couldn't be saved because I'm not Roman Catholic. Now, I would say if you believe that, you're outside of the bounds of Christianity. Yeah. But because that's a Galatian error. Now, I don't know a lot of Roman Catholics that believe that. But like, um, but someone asked me, can Roman Catholics be saved? I was like, yeah, Roman Catholics can be saved the same way I'm saved, which is they believe God raised Jesus from the dead and they've given their allegiance to him. Now, do I believe that they're wrong about Many things. Yes, I'm not a Roman Catholic. I believe that they're wrong about many things. But, like, they can be wrong without it having eternal consequences. Right? About these things. About Mary. About the the Eucharist. I mean, the, you know, the extra books of the Bible they got. I mean, they can, it's just like, I believe they're wrong about it, but I don't believe that, like, because they're wrong, it has these eternal consequences. It's like, that's just... It just does. It's 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 tough. It, but it's it's tough for the human any for any humans to just like love someone when you disagree. You just like you want. Sometimes you just want to like have the safety of like full agreement or something. So yeah, I mean, I think you know that goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know this. You know, Roman Catholics can be saved, and you know when that time of judgment comes, and Jesus steps in and you know atones for that sin for them, and they go to Saint whoever, and they go, "How oh, did you get my prayers?" And they're gonna go, "No, why do you Roman Catholics keep doing that?" You know, they're like we don't get prayers up here. Like that, that only goes to God. Like you know, like yeah. oh, so that's why I never found my car keys. You know, <laughs> like it's like. It, Simple as that. You like, were never helping me. They don't think that they're saved by it. They don't think that those saints have saved them. You know, they're right. thinking that these saints That's are right. like helping them or something. Yes, but that has nothing to do with salvation. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I I work at a Catholic school, and again, uh, when I was you know back at the Calvinist churches, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, Catholics. There's no way, man. So that's a that's and, that's a huge mark of a fun a Protestant fundamentalist church is a extreme rejection of Roman Catholics, which is also like, but it's funny too because you know a lot of Roman Catholics become fundamentalists, and but they really yeah sure yeah yeah but they never actually really got out of that pre Jesus mode they just became Protestants, um and it just uh man it's a, it's fundamentalism is a real is a real mess it it's is. a real mess and but of course it it's always going to be a mess because it runs through all of our hearts like i mean who doesn't delight a, in being right and nobody wants to be wrong about anything you know it's like being wrong about something is embarrassing like for the most part yeah, like yeah, it's just embarrassing nobody wants to be wrong nobody wants to like look dumb you know or whatever um but you know man it's just one of those things where uh, you know but when you love somebody you don't keep a record of wrongs and it just it's like kind of like water off a duck's back right you're just like it's like your kids like your kids are wrong about so many things because they're kids they're, they have they have to learn everything right and so and if like man if and you know, no good parent like gets super mad and put out by their kids being wrong about stuff. They just correct them, right. you know. My daughter just poured a bunch of 
grease down our sink and it's like actually messed up a whole bunch of stuff yeah yeah exactly right (laughs) so it's like well it's like not good that like i've got to fix this stuff but it's also like younger daughter she doesn't younger she looks like she didn't know like you know she doesn't know and i'm like i'm not gonna hold it against her that she didn't know right it'd be one thing to be like I know this is going to hurt art yeah. and I really want to do something evil here. That's if it was, that wasn't it, you know, Easy right? fix so. for it. Pour a bottle of Dawn soap so. down the drain. Yeah. Run there the you water go. For a few hours. And you're good <laughs> to go, man. I'm going to, I'll take that. But it, man, it just is like, okay, like, you know, okay. Like, it's because love is what's dictating the thing. But, you know, I mean, my dad yeah. always jokes around. He says he's going to teach our kids how to, uh, throw pillows because when i was a kid my brother and i threw a pillow and broke a lamp okay uh, he says he's gonna teach them how to you know, do, do all these different things that you know cause damage to the home you know but that. uh yes. you know i mean he, he's obviously not serious about it but, right, you know, right, it's his, right his little joke but uh Great. yeah i mean he he's never like you know been, uh, and like like man he really liked that lamp i'm telling you it was a matching set <laughs> i think they're i think like like I think we brought the like lamp up. I think the lamp has brought up been brought up here in this. Podcast. Oh, really? Has it really? Yeah, it, really it might not. have. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think yeah, it was like an so antique funny. set or something like okay. that. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, he still brings that up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, and it's tough, man. It, I mean, it is tough because it it just disguises itself as caring about truth. It looks, it can look very Christian. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so important that you have leaders that are able to correctly divide the word of truth. And and like that word is an important word. Like you need to be able to look at the scriptures and separate what is actually um, the gospel versus what is like law versus gospel versus truth versus error versus, you know, things that are musts and things that are just, you know, like conscience issues. Like these are things that, and, um, you know, everything, everything black and white, right. Everything, everything's black and white. That, that's right. a mark of a, somebody who, uh, wouldn't know how to divide the word of truth. Um, you know, the God says that that settles it kind of people. It's just like, no, I mean, the new Testament says that the mosaic law is over. Like, mm-hmm. so, Certainly, you can't be reading something in the Old Testament, the Mosaic Law, and be like, "I need to do this." You you shouldn't do that because even though it says it, it doesn't settle it because the right. New Testament is spoken. So you gotta you gotta have some discernment, and really just to, I mean, really just dumb this whole thing down. Um, being stupid doesn't mean you're not saved. <laughs> that's right Thank if you're God. wrong about something it doesn't yes. mean you're not saved that's right yeah just because you you didn't read something right or you didn't understand yes. something properly yes doesn't mean that you're going to hell I right mean, that's yes that's really important i feel like that we gotta yeah that through, oh my so. gosh yes that's all right you can be wrong you can be wrong yeah. and i you know i uh you know and again i don't if even if i said something like up front at church that was like heretical, right? Jesus never existed, right? What we have here is just the church making something up so that they could gain power, blah, blah, blah. You know, I would hope you guys would pull me aside and say, 
dude, that was wrong, you know, and right. I, hopefully I would listen, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that, right? But I, like, That's a little extreme. That's pretty extreme, but like, that's heretical, right? Absolutely, like, even at yeah. that point, you're just like, um... I don't think we'd let you finish that story. Is that right? Actually, yeah, yeah, that one's like, that, that was like way off, <laughs> but, you, but you know, it's one of those things like, right, like, even, it, it it's one of those things like, you shouldn't at that time like throw a flaming bowling ball at me or something. Right. You know, it's just like, no, you should just try to correct me. Right. Like, um, you know, one of the most powerful preachers of the first century was Apollos and he came and spoke to churches about, um, the baptism of John to, to, to believe in Jesus, but he didn't know anything about yet the Holy spirit. And he would preach these things. And Priscilla and Aquila would hurt him one time and said, Oh, that's off. But they didn't say Apollo stopped preaching. They said, You you don't know about the Holy Spirit yet, do you? And they taught him all about the Holy Spirit and he became this powerful preacher. So, I mean, so they didn't is, so he was wrong, but it wasn't but they didn't like But this is a guy that loves own. Jesus so much he just finds out about him, he goes around and starts telling everyone about him. I mean it's you know Yeah, I mean he's a he, he really was a powerful yeah, it's a, it's a really neat story for sure yeah and he certainly he was very very zealous for the baptism of repentance but he did not yet know about the baptism of the holy spirit all it took was a little educating yeah yeah you know? right so there that's you go it. see there that's why mm. but man it is it is rough i mean it's 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 just tough to be around yeah it's it's tough to be around condemning judgmental people but and it's really tough to not just do that yourself back at them. You know, you sort of right. sometimes you just have to take the stance that says, "Hey, you know, I forgive them for they really don't know what they're doing." So you can kind of have some compassion on them because they're mm-hmm. they really don't understand they're operating in error. They're just feeling something very strongly. 